Okay, guys, this episode's a little different. Uh, this is a travel episode. It's not about my exact experience here in Taiwan, but it is more or less about some lessons I've learned and been thinking about recently about what you do when you have time on your hands, when you're on the road, when you're in the sky, when you're in the ocean. So it's good shit. Take a listen. Follow me on my blog, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, tstuch1, YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. Email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com, T-A-Y-radio1 at gmail.com. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm going to divert the regularly scheduled programming for a bit of travel talk. Uh, I have traveled to Taiwan, and I plan on living here. Um, of course, having to leave the country periodically until I figure out my visa situation for at least six months. That is the plan. Now, what's interesting is some things that I have learned from my previous travels, and not just my previous travels recently, but in totality, and some things that I want to share with you. And one of those is the importance of routine and structure. I have ranted and raved previously about um, people, should I say, uh, the people that go on vacations and fill their time in a very, what I would consider, meaningless way. Uh, running and jumping from one picture, one tree, one you know monument to the next, taking pictures in a very empty, ungratifying way. Now, some people might be like, well, dude, uh, what if you want to do that? Well, okay, yeah, if you really, truly get gratification from that, I think there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but my personal experience is that I don't know if I've ever met anybody except with the exception of a few people. Some people really like love going to a museum. Like they just love museums. And I would probably put that in the same category as me enjoying cafes, right? Like you feel some kind of comfort. You, in, you enjoy something about the atmosphere, maybe more so – than the individual pieces themselves. I could be wrong, though. Um, I'm not a huge art exhibitionist, <laughs> exhibitionist, art exhibition person, so maybe I just don't understand some of the appeal to like a museum. Um, I do enjoy some history museums. Um, I guess I do. I do enjoy some history museums because I like learning about uh, history and culture and stuff. But it's uh, you know it's it can be it can be tough to swallow sometimes. Um, but there is something very, uh, non-gratifying, ungratifying. I don't know what the, the term is, uh, jumping from place to place, uh, and not really soaking in the place. The thing is though, what I've realized is that when a lot of people travel, they don't, you know, no, people don't know what to do. That is a primary issue when people go to a place is you don't know what to do, and so you default to a couple things. So, like I said before, some people default into cramming their day 
with like senseless activities, things that really don't fulfill them but keep them busy and distracted and make them feel like they accomplished a lot without really experiencing anything. Uh, this is really hard for me. Uh, I don't – I really, really dislike this type of travel. I've done it a handful of times, um, especially – you know, I've done it with an ex-girlfriend. I've done it with a – you know, on and off with one time with a ex-roommate. I did it uh, when I was – when I'd go to uh, martial arts tournaments in different countries, I would do it. You know, because you're there for the tournament, you're not there to sightsee, and then when you get some time to sightsee, you pretty much just run around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to find, you know, the things that are cool. You know, to say you've been there. There's so much of this bullshit to say you've been there. Who cares if you say you've been there, dude? You know, who gives a damn if you say you've been anywhere? I mean, after... Uh, I had an experience – I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but I had an experience just last week where I met a guy who I, I, I've talked about him previously who was 21 and fairly well, quote-unquote, traveled for a 21-year-old. Like he had been to Europe. He had been through some places in Asia. But like I said, very, very surface-level traveling. Uh, paid for everything on his credit card. I assume his parents were paying for his um, for his trip, you know, because he was in college. He, he, you know, his his big career move, his big goal was to work for one of the big four accounting firms. He, um, you know, just moving around from place to place, but not, you know, he was a big guy, like tall, overweight, you know, clearly out of shape. Like he looked like a frat bro type. But also very much a headline reader, like, you know, reading lots of headlines. And I am no fool. Like, I read headlines all the time, but I don't pretend like I know the deep, deep, deep understanding of all that shit. Whereas this kid definitely threw off that air that, like, oh, yeah, I've, you know, I know about this because I've read, I read an article about it. When it's like, okay, no, I got you. I got you. There's some respect in knowing some things like that. But you got to also know when you don't know shit. Anyway, um, the thing about that is that he was well-traveled but at a very superficial level. And there are – I think a lot of people – that's the whole I've kind of been there thing. Like, oh, I've been to Japan um, and that's cool. Right, like there's some respect in that, especially if you really appreciate it. But there's also a, in my opinion, a, um, I don't want to call it a deadening, but it, there's something that degrades the experience with all of the people that go on vacations, that go to monuments, that go to things, merely for the fact that they can say they've been there. And it, for me, it just seems disrespectful uh, to the place. And it also seems disrespectful to the people that actually put in work, that have actually lived in other places around the world, that really um, you know, soak it up. Because here's my thing. When you really go to another place, it should change you. That's, that's my opinion. When you just travel to a place and you're kind of just running around, it i've i mean the people that i've met that do that and including myself when i've done that it rarely has a deep effect on you 
it doesn't, you know, it doesn't shake your perspective. It doesn't make you learn new things about yourself in the world. And in my opinion, that's almost a, it's really a waste of time. And, you know, at the end of the day, you could say you've been there, you've done it, but you haven't really done it. You've just been there. You walked in, you took a look around, but you didn't really, um, you didn't smell the air, you didn't feel the ground, you didn't taste the food, you know, you didn't try to learn some shit. You didn't walk around with their money and try to figure out like how much this is worth. You didn't get a real understanding of the place you were in. You basically walked around in the bubble that you came from and uh, experienced the country you were in as if you were walking into an exhibit at the zoo. That's what I think a lot of people do when they travel is it's an extension of their own home. And people can do that from any country. This isn't an American phenomenon. People from any country can do this. You know, I mean, I knew people that were Chinese that spent their entire time only around other Chinese people in the U.S. And I'm sure people do it from all over the place. They come to America. They stay in their community. They never leave, you know, and they just never go outside their comfort zone. And in my opinion, I mean, it's like, what, you might as well just go to a zoo, a people zoo. You know, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Anyway, what I really wanted to focus on was I think one reason people do that is because they don't know what to do sometimes. Sometimes it's because maybe you do know what to do. You really don't want to do it. But sometimes I think it's merely not understanding what to do. And I have seen some very interesting – I have experienced some things and also seen people experience some things while traveling that have uh, made me realize the importance of self-direction when you travel around the world, when you go anywhere really. But first, a word from our sponsor. So this uh, – I'm in Taipei and I went to my uh, – the hostel that I went to the last time I came here, which had a – I met some very cool people, had some great experiences, unforgettable I would say. And while I was there, I – what did I do? Ah, I ran into a guy. He was, uh, he, was, he was about my stature. I would say probably you know a little bit lighter than me, um, but I think maybe, maybe a year or two younger, but maybe about my age, a little deceptive, sitting on a couch by himself, um, just checking out his phone. Well, I wanted to meet some people, so I kind of walked over to him and just started to chat. Turns out he worked in the tech industry back in San Francisco. And he was on a four-week holiday, but there was something was going on. You know, he definitely was not happy. He wasn't ecstatic, excited. You know, part of that seemed because he appeared to be a bit of an introvert. Nothing wrong with that either. But talking to him, he ba he revealed that he had been traveling for roughly two weeks, and he had another two weeks to go. And he just didn't know what to do. He didn't really uh, – he had been to some other places around Asia, but he wanted to stay in Taiwan for the next two weeks. But he really just had nothing – nowhere to go and nothing to do, and he had what I would call travel fatigue, travel fatigue. And that day, 
I'm walking, you know, I talked to him and when I was talking to him, you know, I made a couple of light suggestions. I'm like, well, do you know Chinese? You know, um, you know, maybe think about, I, I encouraged him to uh, look into uh, learning some Chinese, practicing some, uh, some Mandarin, maybe finding a tutor or something. And then also I said, hey, do you like to work out? There's some gyms around here. Start working out. You know, just start getting, just start doing a little something, man. You know, and uh, I didn't want to get, you know, too, what is it? You know, you don't want to give people too much unsolicited advice. It's pain in the ass. But essentially, it was, it was really interesting to me because then it made me think as I was leaving that interaction, I thought, whoa, the importance of some kind of structure, it's, it's very high. There's a, a big need for that. You know, when people have this image, they imagine when you go, um, you know, when you go on a long vacation, you think, oh, it's just going to be wonderful. I have nothing to do. You know, this guy's on a paid vacation. But the thing is this, is that you quickly realize that when you're not working, you don't really have a lot to do unless you are self-directed. If you're a self-directed person, very self-directed, you'll be fine. You'll, you, I mean, if you're like me and other people I know, I've run into several people like this. If you're like me or like some other people I know, if you're on a long extended travel situation, you'll figure your shit out. You know, you'll, you'll get out and do stuff. You'll meet people. You'll make friends. You'll do all kinds of cool stuff. But it's also extremely easy. And I fell into this situation myself. It's also extremely easy to fall into a almost a nihilistic state where when you don't have work to do, you start to go like, what am I doing? You know, like, what the fuck is this? Because you're sitting around and you realize that there is absolutely nothing to do. Meanwhile, you have enough money in your bank account to eat. And to go do some things you want to do, like you can survive. So it's like you almost are walking around in an aimless, purposeless existence for a brief time. And I would imagine that's prob that is what retirement feels like to uh, people that um, who don't have who aren't self guided, right? There's a lot of people who you know. It, there's uh, there is well known. There is a well known understanding that uh, retired people, like when you retire is when you die. And of course, that's not always the case, but there's kind of a general accepted idea that if you retire and you don't have shit to do, then you waste away and you die. You've got to have projects. You've got to have things to fill your time with. And that's the thing about when you go on like a long vacation or traveling, something like that, is that it's easy to fall into a situation where you have nothing to do. So I, I another story here. I met a guy that I had previously met at this awesome hostel called Meander. And he had been on a, I guess, a sabbatical. So he had worked for a few years in the tech space. And I guess he had just hated it, had a really ne negative time there. Made a lot of money and has been traveling for a couple years, but has had no direction, no gut. He has no direction in his life. 
And it's really sad to see because he, he's a, a pretty big guy. Like, I mean, tall, probably around six foot two, six foot three, decent looking fellow, like has all the potential in the world, but, you know, smart on top of his game intellectually, mentally, but just kind of wasting away at the moment. And, you know, like he's got a, a he's starting to get a belly on him from the last time I saw him, which was a few months back. And I just, you know, it was it was hard to talk to him because he clearly is dealing with some negative shit in his life that's he's just not moving forward. And he's able to go nowhere. And I've met actually a couple people in this situation. Um and I just like I suggested again, it's like, well, you know, do you have any projects? Uh do you want to make something of your own? Do you want to, you know, why don't you go work out? Why don't you practice something? And it made me realize like there is a huge importance if you are traveling or if you're retired, if you're an old person listening to this, you got to have shit to do. And I know I'm only 28, but this is mostly for young people. A young person, you know, if you want to go on an awesome long vacation, just remember this. You're going to have a lot of downtime on your hands. And you're gonna have to put your you're gonna have to fix it yourself. So a lot of people are born and raised being told what to do their whole fucking life. And when that is the case, it's very hard to decide what you're gonna do for yourself. This isn't about picking a job which you think is going to fulfill you know your your parents' fantasy for you. This isn't about making the right decision at work. This is about what do you do when you have to- all the time in the world on your hands? What do you do with your time? And I want to throw out a couple of suggestions. If you find yourself with lots of time on your hands for a long period of time, go make a couple of small things that you like to do and do them every day. Like go for a walk every day, go to the gym, uh, read Workout, I already said that. For me, one of the big ones being in Taiwan or if I was in China would be practicing Chinese. I would want to do that a little bit every day. Reading, if I have time, writing, talking. And once you get some essential small tasks that you really want to get done, you feel like you've accomplished something. And then if you spend some time fucking off, it's okay. Because you've learned a little bit, you've done a little bit, you're moving forward because you've got to move forward in this life. It's funny. I'm talking like I'm a 50-year-old man. It's just something that, uh, that I've, been, I've been reading it from people that are you know, more advanced than me on this, this thing we call life you know, on Twitter, uh, in books. Really, it's you don't have to make yourself busy, but you do have to – Make yourself, if that makes sense. You, you don't have to just be busy, but you have to be. And being doesn't mean vegging out on a couch for 10 hours a day, on your phone, drinking beer and falling asleep. That's not being. Being is exploring. Being is doing. That's what I'm learning. So that's how I survived some long periods of no structure. And I've seen other people do the same. 
a, f- a friend of mine I met here in Taipei who I highly respect. Um, you know, he's been traveling for it was traveling for months, but he he was always going to see and do interesting things. He would find a gym in almost every city that he was at. You know, he was dating somebody briefly. So, but that's self direction. You know, he was also working on a website. That's self direction. You got to have that. So in this day and age, I think self-direction is tough because uh, there's lots of pressure on people. When you're a kid, you have lots of pressure to succeed in school and sports and write a good resume so you can up, get this job and move up in this career. And for some people, that's the right thing to do. But I think everyone should have the capability, even those that are meant for that path, should still have the capability to look and decide what they want to do. Make a decision. Anyway, that's all the wisdom I have for today. And uh, if you have anything that you want to say, you want to talk some, sh- you want to talk some shit, you can uh, email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, tstutch1. YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. Uh, where else? Oh, yeah, you can check out my blog, tstutch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Thank you very much. <laughs>